Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to try and come at this Mitch Trubisky stuff from a different angle. And I'm going to try to frame this in the most positive way that I can before really talking about some of the bigger issues with Mitch. I had a conversation with Anthony Heron yesterday, and we were talking about Mitch at the end of the game. There have been three different scenarios at end of games where Mitch has done some stuff that's been really impressive. Sunday was one of them, where the game looks lost. He's got 37 seconds left. He's able to come up with a play and a throw. He's able to focus his mind in that moment, understanding that he can't run because if he runs, they're not going to get the first down and they're not going to get the field goal. But he can use his feet to make a play to buy time for Allison, Allen Robinson to come open and then to make a throw to Allen Robinson to set up a field goal. Immediately, what I thought about on Sunday when I saw this was last year, going back to the game against Philadelphia, where Mitch needs to make a big throw to give the Bears an opportunity. I actually think, as weird as it sounds, because he it was uneven. It was really uneven. And for the first half of that game, Mitch played really badly uh, against Philadelphia. But I thought that that was one of his best moments was the way that he was had the tunnel vision and got himself to a place where he needed to make a play and he made the play. Cody Parkey misses the kick, which really kind of changes the narrative of the entire story. And we're focusing on him and not on Mitch. And that's both good and bad for, for Mitch because his play was completely uneven. And the other, the game that I think of goes back to his rookie year. What was that? His second start against Baltimore, where he rallies late. Let me offer this as a a way to talk about Mitchell Trubisky. If you're looking for a positive, and at this point, I don't know if you've, you've even moved on from the Mitchell Trubisky experience or what, but I'll say this for him. There hasn't been a moment that's been too big for him late game, but it's, it's very specific. It's very, I I understand what I'm telling you is super specific that late game team needs a play bears are behind Mitchell Trubisky seems more comfortable than what his skill set tells you he is as a quarterback. I want you to listen to Anthony Anthony and I talk about this in context. It's just two minutes of us talking about this in context about Mitch the gunslinger. And then I'll have some thoughts on the other side. I didn't think he was as effective. And part of that, I, I just don't necessarily think he ever seemed consistently in rhythm. But it feels like one thing we've seen, even back to Mitch's rookie season, when you think about like that Baltimore game where he attempted 
a pass. And then at the end where they said, all right, we need you to complete a big pass, kid. And he completed it. And then suddenly they defeat the Ravens when he had to do nothing up to that point in the game. And we've seen it come up frequently in a young career where regardless of how he's performed up to that point, there's been moments late in games where Mitch rises up, Mitch throws big balls, Mitch completes big passes. That, to me, is a really good sign for the overall development that still needs to come along a lot further than where it is, but a guy who doesn't shrink when the moment's at his biggest. That's the type of moxie, that's the type of machismo, that's the type of bravado that you want a quarterback to be able to come through and rise up in those moments. It's almost as if he's better in spaces where he only has to react. Yeah. That yeah. that let's take the game plan. Let's just play ball. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you say to Mitch, just play ball, he seems to be able to will himself to make good plays. It's strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I would very much agree with that assessment. I think that's that's where you know, I made the comment to you a few weeks ago that I'll I'll blame Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich more just the Bears offensive staff around Mitch I'll blame them more if he doesn't continue to develop if he doesn't turn into a a consistent quality quarterback because it's there Uh, there's a lot of elements you want from a high level NFL quarterback that are there within Mitch that I just I feel like we we see moments where they're getting it out of him to get it out of him more consistently I think he's going to keep putting the work in I think it's going to be up to them to make it a consistent thing but figuring out what he can and can't handle, and being willing to win games within the confines of that. That's part of what's on them as well. Matt Nagy didn't win the games within the confines of what Mitch could handle in week one. In week two, he did. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to see more runs than passes every week here on out. That's not always going to be a recipe for success, and the opponent won't always dictate that. The opponent in yesterday's game with Vic Fangio's defense and those pass rushes they got for the Broncos, that dictated the Bears should be far more conservative with their passing attack And it worked out really well for them. So you have a quarterback that has this intangible skill that he doesn't get flustered in those moments. And as I said earlier, very specific moments when the team is behind and they need a big play to put themselves in in position to win. I don't know if that means that there's a great quarterback in there. Or if it means that things need to be simplified for him. Now, Jenny Hale, who's a sideline reporter for Fox, said that they cut down the playbook going into this game. And maybe that means that Mitch is kind of stuck in 101 in Matt Nagy's offense 101. But that doesn't mean that he can't get an A. That you can have a student that can't maybe go to the next level but can understand the basic concepts of something and still excel as i said earlier i'm trying really hard to to see if there is some positives in here i like the fact that he seems to be a little bit unflappable in those in-game situations can you turn that into him being a better quarterback from the word go, or is it just in him to be better when things fall apart, when things break down? Is he a a better quarterback when all is lost and all he has to do is rely on his athleticism and live in the moment? 
when you're going through a, a game plan and you have all these play calls that are going on and you're using this play to set up this play and this play is going to set up this play and you have all that stuff swimming around in your head, it can be difficult. It can be difficult for a lot of young quarterbacks. And at some point, probably by the end of this year, we're not going to talk about Mitchell Trubisky as a young quarterback anymore. Because at, at this point, he's played 30 games. You know what I mean? So we're we're not going to be talking about him as a young quarterback anymore. But for now, we can still talk about it. So why not focus in on the positive? Is there something that is inherent to the way that he plays the game that would allow for him to succeed further? Or is this the ceiling of his talent? Is Mitch a gunslinger? Is Mitch the guy that you want playing in a backyard game because he's just going to let it fly? Is there something to that type of mentality that Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich can harness and take with them? And say, hey, you know, how do we develop a an offense around a guy that seems to be better when he is outside the confines of this play, this route is connected to this route, this play is connected to this, and make sure you watch for this on defense, and if the safeties move, you got to do this, and run pass option, if if he's just better when he's not thinking, how does one go about having a game plan for a quarterback to not think? I don't know the answer to that question, but I do think that if you're the bears, you're looking at the tape of Mitch in the game against Denver in the game against Philadelphia in the game against Baltimore from his rookie season and go, okay, we see it. We see the combination of things that we would want in a quarterback in those moments. Why is it that we can't get that consistently out of him? I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that his play has been uneven for a bunch of weeks now. There have been a bunch of games that he's played where he has not looked very good. If you go back to you know him getting hurt, if you go back to honestly, like even the Buffalo game, he wasn't he was kind of uneven. But if you go back to the Minnesota game and then start looking at what what you're seeing from him, I'll just give you quarterback rating for Mitchell Trubisky, okay? Week 11 against the Vikings in that game, one touchdown, two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 61.9. Bears win the game, so it doesn't seem like a big deal. Next week against the Rams, Bears win 15-6 in that game. One touchdown, three interceptions. And remember, at the end of that game, you saw a super conservative game plan from Matt Nagy. Passer rating for Mitch in that game was 33.3. Now, he bounced back against Green Bay, played really well, two touchdowns, completed 71% of his passes. Bears win 24-17. His passer rating is 120.4. Same thing against the, the 49ers. His passer rating was good, even though the offense wasn't really good, if that makes any sense. 
He did everything he needed to do to win the game, and his numbers look really great because he completed 86% of his passes. They still only won 14 to 9, but his passer rating was 113.5. So the offense moved the ball well, but didn't score a lot in that game. Game against Minnesota. Plays a great game against Minnesota. I think that his the way he played against Minnesota in that last game was better than what his numbers say. And his numbers say he threw for 163 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but but completed 70% of his passes. And I get that this is an offense where it is predicated on the easy completions. Like that's a that's a thing. Then you move to the Green Bay game, you saw it. The Bears offense scores 3 points. He threw the ball too many times in that game, 45 times. Maybe that's some that's a that's an exercise for the podcast at some point. Like what's the uh what's the 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 strike zone for Mitch as far as attempts goes in a game? Cuz if you look at the in the the games where his attempts are up, he's worse in those games where they're they're begging him to throw the ball. And then he had this game against Denver where he was 16 and 27, completed 59% of his passes and had a passer rating of 70. If we go back to week 11, if we go back to Minnesota and look at the Bears offense since then, you're talking about an offense that's scoring about 16 points a game. That is not what any of us were expecting from the Bears in 2019 there was an expected leap but let me get back to the the concept of 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 gunslinger and while i was doing transition yesterday danny parkins had brought up you know yeah he's kind of had that mentality since he was a kid you know he had the far of license plate or whatever i get it that, that that's that when you see some of that tape watching him in college at north carolina you do see a guy that could come up with big plays. And you also saw a guy that come up with big interceptions in, in moments like that. We're getting, we're not there yet. Like, I, I don't know if it's, we can make a full pronouncement on who he is as a player, but we're getting close. And I want to see how Matt Nagy adjusts to some of this stuff. But to get back to my original point, is there something inherently fundamentally, as Anthony was saying, good about a guy who in moments like this can perform. You can put a performance together because you're able to simplify the game and just play ball. I think that's when he's at his best. I don't know if you can you can game plan that. I, I think it's probably impossible to just, in, in today's NFL, to just kind of let Mitch freelance out there. I don't know how you get him into the mentality of that adrenaline rush, that heightening of senses that happens at the end of the game when you're behind. But I do know that if he doesn't get it together, that they're going to be really looking at where to go next at the quarterback position, because the performances that we've seen since week 11 with the bears, with Mitchell Trubisky, is not what you were expecting from your franchise quarterback in year three of his development. 
I appreciate you listening. I will have another Loho Daily tomorrow. If you want to get at me on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram, too, if you do the gram thing. Uh, I'm going to experiment with posting some of this stuff on Facebook, too. All that good stuff. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow.